This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 104. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm just so honored that you keep showing up every week, every Wednesday for a new episode. Today, I'm all alone, and I am going to talk to you about a topic that kind of came on my radar unexpectedly. So it was kind of um, just uh, out of the blue topic that I'm excited to share with you in just a minute. But I do have one announcement. So you may have heard already by now, but the Kick-Ass Courage Project, The Experience, isn't that quite a dramatic name? But The Experience is open for registration and we are kind of in the middle of, of open registration. We are gonna start officially on June the 20th. And we already have, I don't know, a few dozen of you signed up and I'm ecstatic to start this journey coming up. And it's basically what it is, is 30 days and it's four topics. And the topics are things that, you know, when I sat down to think about, okay, what do I want to teach in a 30-day class? Because you know, I hate using the word intensive because people are like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> But it kind of is an intensive. I ain't going to lie to you. But it's it's four juicy topics. And I, I always think really long and hard about that. What I want to teach you, what's really important. I don't want to send you in all different directions so you don't, so you end up all confused. So what I have come up with is four topics that I think are foundational. Obviously, we're going to talk about the inner critic. We are going to just not just talk about the inner critic. We are going to dig deeper into what your inner critic is actually saying to you. But not just that. What are you making it mean about you? Because that's really where the big growing comes from is learning that, questioning it, noticing when it happens, uh, processing any feelings around that that keep coming up over and over again so they can start to go away because I, I know you guys hear me talk about emotions and feelings all the time and we need to let them happen so they can be processed and go back out into the world. But um, that's why a lot of times our inner critics keep after us about the same thing over and over and over again. There's unprocessed feelings and emotions and stories that need to happen. So that's what we're going to do in that particular module. We are also going to be learning about self-acceptance because I don't think in one module in 30 days teaching you about self-love would be helpful. So we start from self-acceptance. Self-love starts with self-acceptance. So that's where we're going to start with that. We are also going to talk about self-forgiveness because Lord knows we all have stuff that we have done in the past that we are still carrying around. We're still beating ourselves up over. Maybe some of you are like still punishing yourself for mistakes, quote unquote, that you've made in the past. So we are going to go and learn about that and process that. A lot of the work happens in between the weeks that you actually get your modules and really the one of the most important parts of the class is the community, is the private Facebook group that is created and the bonds and the friendships and the sharing and the camaraderie and the support that happens in that group. I will be there to answer your questions. I'm going to be popping in 
and doing live videos in there. I'm going to be doing live chats. If you if you did the seven day challenge with me, it's it's the same sort of concept as, as that, but a much smaller group. And then when the 30 days is over, you get rolled over into my alumni group, which is ongoing. And we do similar things in there as far as uh, videos and, and things like that. So this is the most affordable way to work with me. I have another class, the master class, which I teach once a year, which is much longer and, and more involved and more of a commitment. And then of course, there's the private work I do with women, but the experience, the 30 day experience is the most affordable way to work with me and learn some really, really important concepts in order for you to live wait for it, your kick-ass life. So that is going on now. And just one more quick thing about that. The, there's a bonus that's uh, that you get by signing up for the experience. That ends today, June 22nd. So if you're listening to this later and you missed it, womp womp, sorry, you can still sign up until the 27th of June. And if you missed that, if you're listening to this later, then you can always go to the 30dayexperience.com and sign up for the announcement when I teach it again, which will very likely be next year. So 30dayexperience.com, and I hope to see you there. So without further ado, let's get on to this week's topic. All right, so this came to me a few weeks ago. I hosted the seven day courage challenge where I know a lot of my listeners were there and hundreds of women come together. It's pretty epic. And I open up a Facebook group and these brave women come in and share their answers to daily challenges and questions that I send them via a worksheet uh, to their inbox. And so on the very first day, one brave woman named Sarah posted the following paragraph, and I felt inclined to write about it. Sarah says, the thing I beat myself up over is the fact that I can't seem to get any of it right, exclamation mark. I feel dumb saying that. I live a relatively nice life, and it's not like I'm alone and destitute or anything. I just feel like I've always been capable of so much more, and somehow I am too defective to make it work. I screwed up college so bad I never graduated. I've had opportunities pass me by because I either, one, start and never finish, or two, don't bother because I know I'll fuck it up. Now I'm here staring 40 in the face, and what am I? Like, shouldn't I know by now? I get in my head and make great plans and goals and dreams, and I just can't get out of my own way to make it work. I don't think I'm doing life right. Okay, well, first of all, Sarah, thank you for being brave and telling us that in the seven-day challenge, and thank you for giving me permission to use it. Ooh, I almost knocked over my coffee. I'm getting, I'm getting worked up already, but thank you, Sarah, for giving me permission to use this uh, in, a, in a podcast episode, in a blog post. And again, for all of you listening, if you go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 104, you can read this as well if, if you want to read it instead of listen, or you can do both. So first of all, Sarah and anyone listening that can relate to what Sarah wrote about, I feel like I'm doing life wrong. I feel like I need to get my shit together. When I hear this term, it's a big, giant fucking red flag that screams one word. And that is perfect. Personally, I don't know anyone who's perfect. And I know a lot of really awesome people. And I don't want to know anyone who's perfect. I wouldn't trust that person for shit. On the other side of that same coin, if I had to guess, I'd bet you have very high expectations of yourself. 
you probably thought you would be at X, Y, and Z when you turned 40 and you're not there. Or you're comparing yourself to other people that are your age or even strangers that you make up have better lives than you do. My friend Christine calls this an expectation hangover. Uh, I did a podcast episode with her, episode 59. If you want to go over and listen to that, we talk a lot about this. But basically, it's when we expect things will be a certain way and they turn out different. So check yourself. What is, quote unquote, so much more that you speak of? What is having your shit together? What is, you know, doing doing life right? What is that? Like, I want you to define that because that's probably the foundation of the problem. I want you to write it all out. And I'm all for you having goals to achieve your version of success. But watch out if that version of success is for you or if it's the expectations that you think matter to make you worthy or loved by everybody else or if it's the expectations that others have put on you. So I think it's really important for you to get out on paper, what is this version of success that you're making up in your mind? What does it actually mean to do life right? What does it mean to have your shit together? It might be a huge eye-opener for you. Because personally, I think everyone is doing life right. I know that's a very bold statement, right? I think it's right for them. No matter how much you look at your life and think, wow, I'm really screwing things up or I'm not living up to my potential. You're still doing life right for you. And I know this is hard to wrap your head around because we all like to judge others and we really, really like to judge ourselves. But I think about Andrea circa 2006. I had a different last name there. So just I think about Andrea circa 2006. And there I was, dumped by my husband for another woman. I was dating a drug addict. I had pushed away all of my friends. I had quit my job for said drug addict. Everything fell apart. I was broke and in debt and had to move in with my sister. And my sister did have all of her shit together. You know, she was married. She had the job. She had the kids. She had the mortgage. All the things I didn't have. And some people might look at that and say I was doing life wrong and that I needed to get my shit together. I said that to myself. And even in the midst of all of that, when I woke up in the middle of it all and I knew I was making bad choices, when I knew I needed to change, I chose to stay. I chose to keep living like I was living like that for months. And now having had the same thoughts that Sarah has, I can tell you this I know for sure. When you're sure your goals and the need for change is for you, and nobody else, I wanted to preface that. That's an important thing to say. But when you get there, you have to get to a certain point where staying where you are hurts more than changing. When complaining that you're doing life wrong pains you more than going after those opportunities you've been passing up, I believe all of us have a pain tolerance. And once you reach your threshold, something breaks loose and you move. And I don't know where that is for each of you. Maybe you'll have a life-changing moment like I did, or maybe you'll just wake up one day and decide. And you'll get these invitations often. Sometimes they're large and monumentous, and sometimes they're tiny. But you'll keep getting them. Invitations to show up in the world. Invitations for amazing and thought-provoking conversations. Invitations to walk away from relationships and invitations to start new ones. And you keep declining the invitations over and over again. And the more you do this, the worse you feel. Until one day, 
you say yes to an invitation. And no matter how small, everything can change. Because you, my dear, were not destined to not show up in your life. It will happen when it's time. And again, I don't know when that is for you. But just listen and watch for those invitations. And I'll tell you something else I know for sure. Don't wait until you're brave enough. Don't wait until you're quote unquote fearless because there's no such thing. Showing up and accepting invitations to change is scary as fuck. Change can be scary as fuck. But what's scarier is looking down the line 50 years from now and seeing that you said no to every single invitation. One more thing I want to say about your post. And you said, I get in my head and make great plans and goals and dreams and I just can't get out of my own way to make it work. So I'm making up over here that you might be making these grand plans and goals and dreams for yourself and then you think about taking action and it's just too big. I may be wrong, but most of the smart, high-achieving women I attract in my circles like these think that way. It's all or nothing. Either I take on the world or I'm nothing. Either I'm crazy successful or I'm a lazy piece of shit. It doesn't have to be black or white. If you make it that way, you'll always, and I mean always, fail and feel like an epic failure. Look for the gray area, and I know this is hard. The gray area isn't sexy. I mean, like, that's why we love, like, really dramatic news stories. And, you know, they they make reality shows of regular families and they, like, pull the really dramatic bits and pieces because the gray area is kind of boring. But I, and I know it's hard. I, too, am a recovering all or nothing kind of girl. So the middle ground and failing and getting back up is really, really hard. But you have to make tiny turtle steps to go after what you want. And if you change your mind about your goals, so what? You're allowed. Maybe the goals end up being not what you hoped it would be. I have totally been there. And maybe you realized halfway through that you were doing it for other people and not for yourself. And I've been there too. Or maybe your heart is just not in it anymore. I have been there too. But if you're quitting because you think you aren't good enough or you think you might not do it right, or you think people might think you're weird, or it makes them uncomfortable, or whatever reason that doesn't actually matter to you, you're quitting for the wrong reasons. Because your goals and dreams matter. You matter. What you have to say matters. And for fuck's sake, your truth matters. And wait, I actually have one more thing to say about this post. You might want to look at forgiving yourself for your mistakes for not finishing college and whatever else you're still beating yourself up about you're putting a lot of emphasis on what those things mean about you they're just circumstances you're allowed to be kind to yourself you're allowed to love yourself and you matter even if you quit school think about what else you're making up about who you are as a human based on decisions you made in the past based on circumstances that have happened in your life And from there, work on forgiveness. So again, you're not doing life wrong. All this waiting and quitting and feeling bad has prepared you for something. And it's up to you to make that happen in whichever way you're ready for. So that was my little rant for Sarah. And she didn't ask for it. But I just felt compelled and inspired to write about it because I know Sarah is not the only one who feels that way. And again, if you are interested in more support on this topic, 
If you're interested in more support, if you were someone that did the seven day challenge in the experience, we have, again, an entire module on forgiveness because I know that's hard, like forgiving yourself. And we do talk about forgiving other people too, but what I want the focus to be on is forgiving yourself. And I I hear a lot of inner critic in Sarah's uh, story and her her negative self-talk is telling her she's not good enough based on everything you know all these decisions she's made on her not doing life right so in the experience we will get to the bottom of that what I call inner critic bullshit story and create a new one so I hope that you join me 30dayexperience.com we start on the 20 20- I keep forgetting what day we actually start. We start on the 28th, but registration closes on the 27th. So you have a few more days to sign up. If you are ready for that, get your ass to class and I will see you out in cyberspace. Ask kickers. Bye-bye.